everybody, and welcome back to the Touch the City podcast. It is your boy, Fax Mercury, a.k.a. Craig Flex, a.k.a. Stimothy Chalamet, a.k.a. Stim Thug, a.k.a. What the fuck going on in Washington, D.C.? And of course, we're joined here by the legendary, illustrious Mr. M-Series, Mr. 5-Series. Oh, man. Don't do it to him. Don't do it to him. Mr. Mr. German Engineering. Mr. RTX. Yeah, you know what? You could call me that. I I, I think I fuck with that. Mr. German Engineering himself. You already know. The young twin 550i. The 550 stands for that 550 on the back of the whip. The M. When when you see me coming through, man, you better get out the way. You feel me? Because, yo, that should be moving zero to 60 under four seconds. Do you feel me? Like your boy, young, yo, the young, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cheap keep style. <laughs> oh man, exactly. oh, episode 36. 36. Back again after shit, a wild week in the world, a wild week in every facet that you could possibly imagine. Crazy, you crazy. Know, so 20, we said goodbye 2020, and then 2021 was like. <laughs> it was like a punch up. in the face, man. It's, yeah. it's crazy out here. It really is. It's really nuts in the world. I mean, from Washington, D.C. to the streets of New York City. I mean, tragedy every fucking day now. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy. It's like in the anime when you like they beat the villain and then like the cutscene after the end of the episode is already teasing the next villain. And you're like, damn, mm-hmm. bro, like we just got done fighting pain. Now we gotta yeah. worry about the rest of it. We gotta worry about Madara. We gotta worry about fucking Obito. Nah, right. We just got through this. Thing. So we're here ready to chat up with you about all the craziness that happened. But before we do that, as always, the patented, what did you do this week? Uh, I didn't I, I didn't get to do too much, man. I mean, you know, honestly, just like you said, it's been a somewhat slow start to the year. Uh kind of just really just been going to work, other than going to work, uh, I guess on the outside of that professional standpoint, I picked up a GoPro uh, recently. So I finally upgraded my GoPro. I'm jumping from a Hero 4. So anybody who's a part of like, I guess like the GoPro. What's the latest one? I honestly lost it. I actually got the motherfucker right here. So I'm going to throw it on the camera. I know what What you're on the podcast. So this is the Hero, Hero, I think, 9 Black. So what is it shooting? 5K. Up to 5K 30. It shoots like 4K 60. It does 1080, 120. Like, it has a front-facing LCD, rear-facing LCD. I mean, these things are incredible now. Like, they, they yeah. do so much, like, things and have so much, like, uh, in-body uh, image stabilize, st- stabilization. And yeah. they actually do it in video as well. So, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, like, it's, is just a big game-changer. Like, it's, it's like DSLR. electronic uh, image stabilization. I, I think it's a balance of optical and electronic. Like, they have, like, I think what's um, built into the actual lens is, like, physical but then yeah. they actually have like some shit called like hyperboost. Like it's an in-body like software feature that turns yeah. on. And I think it like crops it in either further and like does like some software stabilization. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Like it, it kind of looks time? weird. And it does it all in real time. It even wow. does horizontal plane leveling. So it doesn't matter how like I, I was shooting POV videos and um mm-hmm. I was like leaning left to right and doing a lot of that. And like the thing was just staying straight. It was crazy. Like it just looked like, you know, one one video is crazy. It looked like I had Tourette's because of the way I was shaking. <laughs> like, I was just looking crazy. Like, I was going crazy. It just looked like I was having mad road rage. And then the other video just looked like, yo, it's just it just looked like a fucking, like one of those valley-like things that's swooping back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was insane. And um, 
yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I can't wait to put out a lot of, like, I hope I put out content, man. My ass always wants to put out content, and then you you start to look at all the clips, you start to stitch it together, and then I get mad lazy. But I really hope to at least upload most of this shit to my YouTube and, and get them clicks, man, because yeah. I, I swear, just like you said, that hey, shit is man, a movie on the inside of that. You to do that shit, at least I, something, you know? Nah, definitely, man. Yo, honestly, like, I, I really feel like in 2021, I know we spoke about that last episode. Like, you know, what do we really want? out of like a lot of like the year or what do we want out of these coming months? Like, you know, besides coronavirus ending, I know we're all praying for that. Um, I really, really hope to take a lot of those things serious like that. You're right. Like you owe it to yourself. What can I do? Like, all right, I just made in my mind and like, this is how I look at it. I I just spent $400 on this GoPro realistically to record while I'm driving and do things like that or record things on the go. Um, you know, if I'm underwater, all those different things that I like do on vacation, I just like to have like a really high end camera in every single facet when I'm doing those things. So I bought that, that camera. Why not at the very least, like share the expenditures that I record? Like, all right, you know, if they're not too personal, put that shit online. Yeah. Like all the worst that can happen is that it's passive income. That's literally the internet now. Like it's an insane world. Like the worst that can happen is that you get paid passively for sharing your life. Well, I guess no. You're sharing your information. Your information is the the currency, you know, in yeah. real life now. So, hey, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, the listeners will help me out. Let me know. Should I record yeah. the POVs and upload that? I Drop the yeah. comments in the YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to YouTube. You know, people showing love, the viewership, yeah. the thumbs up, the shout subscribers. Like, yo, I, I be seeing that shit and I just be like, yo, damn. You know what I'm saying? Passive. Hopefully that Touch the City YouTube viewership becomes passive income. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. that should be dope. So, Shout out to YouTube viewers. Shout out to Spotify listeners, all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of been my week for the most part. Um, I kind of, well, I mean, I haven't done anything else. I've been doing a lot of mental brainstorming, but uh, that's more so like just in regards to the future and a lot of like my um, professional ideas going down the line. But I don't want to like, like go on too long about that. I'll let you Something get off far. what you've done this we'll week and then we'll that. talk we'll today. Yeah. Um, yeah, my week, well, shit, since then, it's the same thing. Just really mental brainstorming. And yeah, I won't jump too far ahead into it, but definitely just like sitting down and just embracing and just trying to figure out exactly like you said, or like we were talking earlier before we started, just what's what's the plan? What's what's the immediate plan? Like, you know, that that five year plan in a way, like what can I build towards or what can I try to achieve mm-hmm. within this time frame? So I know for me, it's just um, just like letting go and just kind of going with the ebbs and flow and just really learning to say, hey, listen, like not every day is going to be peachy keen and that's OK. Not every day is also going to be the worst day of all time. Some days are just going to exist and you're just going to be there just floating through the day. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. Like, not every day has to come with expectations of it needs to be this, it needs to be that. Um, I know for me, um, the biggest thing was just sitting there thinking about, you know, music or whatever. And so I was luckily, luckily enough, I found like I had some strings for my guitar. So I reached out my guitar and that's what I've been doing, just playing the shit out of my guitar again. Like, I'm back being 15, 16 years old again. I'm polishing that skill. Yeah. So, and that's been great because like I picked it up and really started playing. I started to get the calluses on my finger again. And I was just like, oh, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, like that challenge comes. You're like, oh, yes. Like I can mm. feel the growth and like I could already see the difference because it's been like almost a year since I've played last time. But to pick it back up, 
And I always surprise myself when I stop doing something and then do it again. I'm like, okay, I didn't really lose as much of a step as I thought. But Mm -hmm. then to come back to it and just, you know, try different things or try to play stuff that I used to try to play and I was bad at it, but be way better at it now. And I'm just like, oh, this is it. And, you know, once you get good at something and you know, all right, there's other stuff that now I could tackle because I finally am able to tackle this. Like now you can see that next level and go from there. So it's been that it's been hitting the music, you know, maybe I'm compiling stuff for something coming mm-hmm. out, maybe, you know, all all right, all again, try to try to push the boundaries, try to try to figure out something. Um, so, yeah, it's just been really, yeah, just coming back to what I like to do, what makes me happy. And yeah, that that, that was really what happened in my two weeks. So I think that's the perfect opportunity to just get into, you know, like we were saying mental brainstorming like what is what is that five-year plan what does our futures look like and so i guess i'll start for me which is really just kind of um you know i've I've had like a bit of ups and downs this week to be transparent in terms of my mental health and i know for me i come out the other side looking at it like i know for 2021 i want to take care of myself a bit more like you know what let me make sure that Something as simple as like, I make sure I make breakfast for myself every day. Make sure I mm. take my vitamins. Make sure I, like I do that. this. Um, and also uh, to be sure that I take care of myself in the way that, you know, I, I owe it to myself to at least attempt or just delve into things that I, I haven't done before, or always wanted to do. Instead of saying, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Let me try to find the opportunities to seize that. And mm. also, you know, as I'm looking for jobs and you know, trying to find out what's my next career step, really taking a step back and saying, you know, I don't want to begin to tie my self-worth to my job. You know, I'm more than what I do for 40 hours, 35 hours out of the week, just saying like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a person and it doesn't have to, just because I'm feeling this way right now, doesn't mean I'm less of a person because I'm looking for a job or even when I get a job and it could be a job that I don't necessarily like, but I have to get doesn't mean I'm a I'm less of a person because I'm taking that job, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just really saying, like, I want to be more comfortable in me, be more comfortable in the things I like to do, even more so than previous years. Because every year you could come to a realization, but it, it always takes a lot longer than that to, like, really let it develop. Yeah, no. And, like, honestly, I like a lot of that. I like a lot of what you said. Like, a lot of that resonates with me because I feel like, you know, you're entirely right. Like, you have to, like, learn to essentially like embrace those things and like and understand just at the end of the day, like regardless of, you know, what it is that you're doing, you are more than that job. And I, you know, it's crazy. I found myself battling with that like every fucking week. Cause like, you know, like I feel like I have a decent job. Like I make a decent time. I'm probably not like the highest. I know I'm not the highest earner of all my friends and like the people around me. And that to me doesn't bother me necessarily. Like I know I could make a lot more money if I, you know, fucking go pick up a certain skill or, you know, mm-hmm. you, you do the work, you put in the work, you go make more money. I know how that goes. Like, you know, I'm definitely not going to sit there and try and circumvent the process. Um, but I think what always used to bother me about my job is essentially like maybe like the setting or like essentially where it's located or, you know, sometimes you find yourself doing certain types of work or things like that. And you just kind of like looking around and feeling like you're better than it or something like that or that like it kind of defines you in a way like if like you're where you are or something or what you're doing and you just feel like damn like I'm not really doing nothing but like you at the end of the day like 
yo, you are more than that job. Like, and skill-wise, what you are gaining from that job or what you may be learning from that job, what you're using and applying to that job, it is. it might be a lot more than what it looks like. And, you know, I guess I could use an example. Like, so I know a lot of people who know me. I work in IT and my job is to manage um, a couple of different, um, I guess, facility sites. And mm-hmm. I would say retail um uh, cable sites, like cable store okay. sites. So, yeah. Um, if you if you use like Optimum Cable in um Brooklyn, pretty much, I I don't want to say all the stores. Like, there's literally maybe two stores I cover in Canarsie. Like, I actually work in Canarsie. So, I'll be honest. I mean, anybody who's been to Canarsie, Canarsie's a hood. Like, Canarsie's the hood. For, like, a hundred percent hood. It's Benarsi. What I know, right? What yeah. I knew that. <laughs> uh, that shit is Benarsi. That uh. So, I mean, you know. Like, hey, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm not sitting here. Like, I don't drive to a fancy office. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But I drive to a factory, pretty much, a, a facility. And I'm saying I got, like, a little office. Yo, the office that they showed me, bro, when I kid you not, when I first got hired, it was like, I thought it was like a joke, son. That shit was like a fucking IT closet, it looked like. with like You're just, like, bro, what? Yo, and it was just like, yo, yeah, we could kind of clean it up. It was me and my manager, bro. We, we kind of, like, cleaned up the room. And I was just, like, so upset. He was like, yeah, you know, but you could work remote, like, too, if you like. So, like, for the most part, like, I do a lot of remote work. So, you know, I'm yeah. not always at my office. But I don't know, something about 2021. And I kid you not, I've been at this job now for a year. Kid you not, 2021. I kind of just, like, walked in this office, man, at, like, last week or two. And I just been going to town. Like, yo, just improve your space. Yo, your job is more than whatever you feel like it was when you saw it. Like, maybe when you see yourself, like, doing certain jobs, like, it doesn't matter where you are in IT, dude. And I kid you not, you could be a network engineer. You 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 will sometimes find yourself dealing with some of the dumbest IT issues, like tackling tickets, because yeah. it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, the IT model is just always like it's customer service. It's customer service. Yeah, I, I kid you not. Don't matter where your dollar amount is. It's like, yo, if the business requires it or if it's that slow, yo, like the engineer is going to be talking about. Yo, I got this Microsoft Office issue for this executive I'm doing. Like somebody that making 150k, like he, he manages Bills servers, but he does right. some tickets on the side. So that like that's how that work go. And like you know, I'd still deal with a lot of that shit. Like where it's like, you know, I'm swapping out a fucking computer. Yeah, it's like for a really important function. You're the only technician in that entire like region, so your yeah. function is very important. You know, but you're swapping out desktops. You might feel like you a bullshit technician. But nah, you are a lot more than that job because guess what? The way you know you're going to stretch out on your resume and your pay grade tells you that that shit is a lot more than you're just a service desk technician or something like that. Like, yeah. you, you're, you're, you're an analyst. Like, you're an IT analyst. You're a certain level. You know where you're at. You know your worth. And you know what these skills can you do for you in the long run. And um, like you said, I know, like, that, that was kind of, like, just the first part. When you think about, though, like, the mental planning, like, what I've been mentally on is, Besides that, besides all that shit that I just kind of just spit out, what's next? Like everybody knows, or I think everybody has kind of figured out, um, specifically millennials at that, that like, yo, the nine to five kind of just making you rich in America, that shit is done. It's done up. Like that idea, that like philosophy, I don't know if it was ever really a time, maybe back way back hundreds of years ago. But like at this point in time, it's going to be like a multiple streams of income type of situation. Like most people are going to probably do one type of job, but probably have like a side gig. Or even if they don't have a side gig, they might just work odd jobs. Like there's going to be type of job that you're doing that you might not have like thought yourself of doing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I so I know in high school, we used to grow up all the time and they'd be like, oh, who's going to college to do this and do that? And 
oh, I, I'm a teacher and I know I, I teach you guys history, but believe it or not, I have this degree in this, like, you know, yeah. it, like a lot of teachers used to tell us that. And I just feel like that is the truth. Like my ass, I don't know about y'all, but I, son, I went to school for technology and now my ass has completely started trending in like the automotive industry. Like my ass is like, between mechanics life and changes auto and life, detailing. life yeah. shows you what you want to do and sometimes it's completely different and it's mm -hmm. like i look at it like you got to embrace that like you can't deny like the shit you love doing mm -hmm. for whatever the reason might be and like it, it it helps that you if you have supportive people in your corner if you love something and they see you love it they're just going to be like go for it go do what you got to do to do the shit that you love like it it right. doesn't matter what it is and like at any point in time like that's how it could go you could be 37 you could be 40 something 50 something it don't matter that shit could click and be like you know what I want to do this now go mm -hmm. and do it because go ahead and do it this is you know this is it this is the one time this one life you just you got to seize all the opportunities that you can and you can't deny yourself the things that make you happy, whether that's, you know, pursuing a side gig, whether that's simply picking up a hobby when you're at home, you know, doing doing a little bit of drawing, whatever makes you happy. Even if it's just as simple as, you know what, I, I started to make tie dye T-shirts and I like doing that. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It makes you happy to start doing it. Start really embracing it. And you take it as far as you want to, you know, like if you want to take it to where it makes you money. Cool. If you don't. That's that's, yeah, that's to you. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's totally fun. And it's, like, just, I, it's beautiful to see that, like you, you know, you at any point in time, like you were so devout on doing that. All of a sudden, something clicked. You're like, you know what? I want to do this now. Boom! It, it just goes to show, like we're all multifaceted people. We're all more than just the one thing. You know, we we can move in and out of different, you know, different fields. Move in and out of different, you know, types of environments and still be you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, that's absolutely correct. Like, and it, it just blows my mind. You're right. Like, cause it's, it is crazy. Like I've always seen myself as somebody that was going to like cars, but it's just like, yeah, you know, now to actually say like, Hmm, you know, over my next five years, like, Hey, I, I might want to renovate my home a little bit to potentially be an investment in the future of like an auto profession of some sort. Like, you know, I might want to work out of my house, let's say like, you know, and do auto detail. You know what I mean? I like auto detailing to a certain degree. I know that this can yield this amount of money. And essentially I own all the equipment already because I use it to detail my car. So it's not, at this point, it's what, hey, should open it, establishing an LLC and doing all that bullshit to, to formally obviously start offering a service to the public and making money for it and recording that, getting the tax by the tax man and getting the benefits of being one of the motherfuckers that are, uh, uh, fucking participate in capitalism, you know? So it's it's just like, you know, making that decision is so crazy. Like, and then like over the next five years, like I just really see myself like, you know, trying to get that side situation started. Like I knew, I always knew it was going to be something auto related because if, and I, I think I had this conversation with you and I know I've had it with, um you know, my oldest brother, like even my other brother, my other brothers and Cheyenne and, uh, tons of people. I, I'm pretty sure I probably spoke to you about it. But my idea was always to get into Turo. Like, I've been telling people for years that I wanted to get into auto leasing or, like, some type of auto uh, essential rentals, auto rentals. Mm -hmm. or like, I, yeah. you know, however to get into that lane, like, I was specifically looking at Turo. I'm very familiar with how to get through um, or get a car through Turo and make money through that. So that was something that I was really interested in. Um, but New York kind of acts that shit. And there's ways to go around it in New York. If you really, really want to do it in New York, you can. And I don't know, maybe this will 
will lead to something like that. I don't know where this will lead. This might, my five-year plan could be like, and this is funny. I was talking to wifey about this and it's, and that's why I love talking to her because she's very supportive about it. And she puts it in concrete terms and, and, um, and, and an actual, a thoughtful plan that it's like, all right, yo, yeah, do it. So like, all right, over the next five years, like let's do this detailing to, um, bit. If that works out, yo, you know what, over the next 10 years, you might like separate from home, maybe not your home garage, but you might open a rail garage or actual rail facility. garage and do that. All of a sudden, now you own a fucking a garage, a facility. Detailing. Yeah. And it's all of a sudden, oh shit, like you hire a mechanic. You got a mechanic that does some, you got a detailing and mechanic situation in your own garage. And oh shit, all of a sudden, you're doing all these different things. You're making, Lord knows how much, how much right. money a year. Doing All something you just started with doing something you love out of your own garage. Over man. your own Ooh. garage, and it just turned into a fucking business now. It's just it's crazy. And you know, like that's I don't want to say that's the happily ever after. I'm pretty sure like that stuff is realistic. And I don't want to say it's a happily ever after because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do it. Like, you know, that's something that I realistically see myself doing. Like, I like detailing that much. Where, you know, I mean, fuck it. Advertising on the podcast if you want detailing. Pro detailing, hit your boy if you already know something. Because even man, for get outside, the pace, right now, get, get the rates going, set get your the pace, start shutting my, yo, you know what I'm saying? Using your car as advertising. Because that, that, honestly, my car is the ultimate advertisement. People see my fucking car and say, yo, this Every motherfucker looks new. Shit, I'm like, I don't understand this shit. <laughs> like, yo, this motherfucker drove it for three years. It looks like a lot car. Like, like, I know you bought, I know when you bought this car, it looked like the shit just came off the lot. Like, are you exchanging this shit every day for a new one? <laughs> Nah, yo, that's really, it's really goals and it's really motivation going forward. So, you know, five-year plan, let's start there. Let's do that. Ten-year plan, I have something down the pipeline. But a lot of brainstorming, man. Like, these last two weeks have definitely been a lot of brainstorming. And it's it's positive. Going into, uh, for, for going into 2021, if I had a goal, definitely is to at least start getting this thing lined out. Now, what that means for me is... Hey, you know, like these renovations, I got to move them up. Like, you know, I, I was talking about it as if it was in the space before. Let's get these renovations going. Let's start really putting myself in a position to really be able to detail a person's car a professional way. So, yeah. you know, let's do it. You know, that's, you that's, you that's, that's my merging. That's mm-hmm. You start merging all that shit together. And all of a sudden you got something brand new on your hands. Yeah, and, and it honestly is full circle when you think about it. Because just like you said, like, you know, all right, I started off in the IT lane, you know, whatever. Like, even as I picked up the camera and I had the camera, I was doing photography shit. I was even doing gigs for a little bit, doing bookings, doing that type of um, work. And, you know, like, you get to gain experience in many different things. Like, I've been in corporate. I've been in IT. I've been in doing photography. I've, you know, I've, I've tried to I've shot videos. I've done all those different things. And you get to bring it full circle. Like, yo, I could be detailing cars because I'm into cars. Um, my Instagram could be an outlet for advertising the work that I'm doing and like using the professional camera that I bought, like really for photography at one point, but now it's used to photograph my cars and oh, wifey's car that I'm doing. And oh shit, I got friends that are all into cars. Maybe they need somebody who does, does the detailing. Yo, Tenny can do that shit for real. He does that shit professionally. He can do that shit. You know, I won't say for the low because that stuff is experience. Anybody who knows about that ceramic coating, man, $2,500, $3,000, easy. He'll do it at a competitive rate. I'll do it at a very competitive rate, though, for sure. Ceramic coating for for the low, I guess. I mean, it's going to be bread, but it's still for the low somewhat. And right. when you do things like that, it's just like, man, like, the sky's the limit. I can't I can't wait. Like, it just got me super pumped. Like, a lot of this, this last month has had me super pumped for the future. So I guess that's a really good thing. I'm I'm really, uh, 
looking forward to the rest of the year. And honestly, yeah. I love it. I love seeing my friends and all my loved ones like just realize like, yo, you can be and do anything at any point in time. Like, any point in time. Ruthie went to school to be a fucking CPA. She got her CPA. She's going to do that shit. I know she's going to make bread when she gets that shit because she's fucking phenomenal at her job. Like the way that she talked about her shit, her bosses love her. I know she's gonna get the glowing recommendations. She's gonna do whatever, but now she she makes her own earrings. She, she's a fucking plan mom. We almost seeing like, shout out Ruthie. Crib. I be seeing her son. I be seeing her from the no work. Like I'm telling you, I'm like you know I, we have conversations and I tell her all the time like listen at any point in time like people are already hitting her up like oh my god are you selling this I'm like yo at any point in time could get that Etsy money popping like yo and you do just it. started bro and I'm just saying like I know she's not confident enough yet and I can't that's like something I can't push her to do like you can't push yeah right right but I know like at any point in time like she could just turn that to to DJ like. Photo like at any time, just like oh, look, look at that. Look, like people could just, are so much more than they realize. And like when it comes together, and you see like the whole picture, they're like, yo, you can do this and this and this and this. Like, and you nah. just make you could be whoever you, you could have almost like two different lives, practically two, mm-hmm. three different lives where it's like people know you as one thing, but I have no idea that you do all this other shit. Yeah, I just, I just love seeing it. Nah, facts. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait, man. I, I can't wait. I, I'm super excited. Just like you said. Like, just to see what comes out of 2021, like, not only just, like, you said it for myself, but, like, you know, I'm looking at Ruthie. I see tons of friends on, like, social media, like, you know, even if we haven't spoken in a long time, I might see them into things that I didn't know they were doing. Like, like kids, you're not, like, great example um, uh, of, like, using Ruthie with the, the furniture, but, like, I see people, like, building, you know, fucking, like, bags and motherfuckers into like cinematography with massive rigs and shit now. And I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like, yo, like we're really like the people I knew are really becoming talented as motherfuckers. And I love and to we were see talking it. about it, I think a few episodes ago, but I guess 2020, the creative renaissance, people just realizing like, oh shit, I could just do whatever. I got yeah. this time at home. Let me, let me find out. And you fall in love with something. Boom. All of a sudden now that suddenly becomes the rest of your life in a good yeah, way. So, in a good way. Yeah. So beautiful, beautiful to see. Um, so let's jump in to the episode. <laughs> I mean, we're already in the episode, but let's start hitting some topics. So, of Hit course, topics. let's get into it. The National Basketball Association, once again, is turned on its head by what the NBA does best, which is just blockbuster trades and signings that just flip the whole league on its Everybody head. Everybody goes crazy. <laughs> they just, it's the Woj bombs, Woj bombs, the Shams bombs, like when shit just flips at the drop of a hat and now you got to change your NBA finals predictions. You got to figure out the landscape of the league. And so of course we're talking about James Harden leaving Houston after what? Seven, seven years. It was a seven, eight years. Seven, I, don't eight even years? Know, I don't even know. Let me dog verify that. How, how long was James I Harden? I want to say 2012, 2013 was that first season. I he think. did. He did exactly, yeah, exactly seven years yeah. in Houston. Man, my son did a bit. Wait, no, eight years. I'm lying. Eight years in Houston. It's yeah, traded to the Brooklyn Nets to join Kevin motherfucking Durant and Kyrie goddamn Irving. And now the Nets crazy. went from already finals contenders to just the next powerhouse. It's nuts, man. Did you see that game, bro? Did you see that game that they played? My man just casually did a 30-piece trip dub and a casual 40-piece for a family. Without this, Kyrie there. Without even Kyrie there. Look, at this point, like, 
I mean, people forgetting they those are like two out of the five best players on the in the league right now, for real, for real. Because like you know. So and honestly, crazy. like a lot of people have been making that case that James Harden could like, you know, is he the best player in the league? And I, you know, look, what your definition for best player is, if you need that offense, you need that defense. And James Harden is a defender to a certain point. Yes, he might not be a one on one shutdown defender. I don't know why. I think for a lot of people, that's like the definition of a good defender. Yeah. If he can like, like shut you down one on one, like the there's nobody. Cash. There's like maybe three or four players in the league are, that are good at one-on-one shutdown one-on-one defenders. Yeah, like come on. So everyone acts like if you're not fucking doing this in somebody's face for 48 <laughs> minutes, you can not a good defender. Yeah, like get out of here. You know, there's a good case to be made that James Harden has been the best player in the league, son, for like a good five, six years. Like at the very just, least, top three, top five. Just are, and even if you just look at the production standpoint, like how yeah. many points he generates for his teams in like, the sense I'm, that when he's on the floor, what he does. I'm looking at the stats right now in front of me, and I'm I mean, come on, this dude from the moment, like let's say I alone, from the moment he stepped foot in Houston, he was averaging twenty five point nine points per game. And I pretty remember. much five and five. Yeah, he pretty left the team, and I was like, what the fuck? He, you like, won yeah. sixth man of the year and averaged, what, like 14, 15 and blew up. Like, his first games in Houston were crazy. Like, they pretty and much got to put it like this. He pretty much, from the moment, like, or not, I can't even say from the moment, like, even in Houston, so, uh, even in OKC, somewhat he was doing it when you look at his stats and if you put it per the 36 minutes or you adjust it to 36 minutes. But per game alone, man, the dude, since he stepped foot, in Houston, the dude was averaging 26 points per game, five assists, and five rebounds at minimum. That is LeBron James. That is LeBron James. Like, who else, like, That's who MVP else does that? caliber all-timer stats right there. Those are LeBron numbers. LeBron does 27, 8, and 8 in, in his sleep. That's it, his, his career average. Every single year, he averages at least something around the lines of a 25 to 28 points per game, eight rebounds. And then eight to ten assists, something like that. And last year, Harden averaged thirty-five points a game. Bro, then like, literally from ever since every year in out from there on, he was twenty. He went twenty-five point nine, twenty-five point four, twenty-seven point four, twenty-nine points, twenty-nine points per game, twenty-nine point one points per game, thirty points per game, thirty-six points per game, thirty-four points. Like, just think about that. He was doing that all, and then along that time, he averaged eleven point two assists. He did an eight point eight assist uh, season. He averaged 6.6 rebounds one of those seasons. He, You know what I'm saying? This is a dude that was averaging almost two steals. He did two steals most of the time over those seasons. Like, this is a great player. We're talking about somebody that is a top three player. There's no question about it. Like, That's the best shooting guard on the planet. Hands down. Hands down. Like, like I remember there was a time where people was trying to say Clay Thompson could be better than him. And Clay is nice. Maybe I would say right. 36, his numbers would go up, but he ain't no damn James Harden, right. bro. You can't put Clay on Houston and think Clay's going to save your offense in nah, that way. Hell no. Not like He's that. He's not the ball handler. He's not the assist man. He's not mm-hmm. generating an offense the way James Harden is generating. He's not, he's not a playmaker, not like James Harden. And it's just. It's crazy. Like, I think right now we, we got to be, like, me personally, I got to be looking at them as, like, a finals lock. Defense is, like. 100%, yeah. They, they don't have Poor a de- Giannis, man. Yeah, it's going to be them. Or, it, it is going to be them or the Bucks, I think. Or, I mean, maybe Philly. Philly is looking dangerous, too. But I, I just think, like, with their offense is just yeah. so good. Like, if Kyrie joins that That's team That's what I again, look at it. Like, who's going to have the best players in the floor come playoff time? And it's just <laughs> the Nets every time. <laughs> Every single time. Like, you're going to have KD ready to just give you 40. A, a minute rotation come playoff time? It's a fucking wrap. You're going to start yeah. all three of them. 
sit two, one's going to run the offense, so the other two are resting. Like, you could just constantly have two. <laughs> what yeah, what combination really doesn't work? Oh, yeah, I'm going to have Kyrie Irving and James Harden on the floor at any given. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to have Kevin Durant and James Harden on the floor at any given yeah. time. You know what it is about that their team is the the person that breaks it is Kevin Durant. Like it's like yo James Harden is such a I'm great sure. player, but like yo Kevin Durant is such a good player that yo it Kevin doesn't matter the if he's playing. Score I've ever seen. Yo, he's just yo he the dude back is like he didn't laugh. He didn't laugh. <laughs> Son is like George Gerving on steroids. He's oh, just god to me. What the fuck he's, is that? You can't be seven feet doing that shit. It's yo, not he, fair. He makes scoring looks. Completely effortless. It's like this dude, like he's pretty much you compare with James Harden, who is the ultimate playmaker, and Kyrie Irving, who is a scoring playmaker, somebody who can like either score or give you a crazy play, like because he can score and, and draw that much of attention. And KD can piece in perfectly because guess what? He don't need the ball in his hands. He can just right. play off the ball. So he can pick a roll in the dust. state have totally oh. shaped him to be like, well, I could do whatever the team needs to do. And Kevin Durant's already a great defensive player and got even better with Golden State. And now, like, and 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 come the playoff time when the pace slows down, all three of them can fucking hear. All right, yeah. the defense is locked in. You can't really move the ball around because the rotations are stiff. All right, give it to one of those three guys and they're going to break down their defender more than likely. And guess what? It's going to be a bucket, a pass to the other one, or a foul. And guess what? Yeah. That's two points on the board already. How do you how do, how do you even collapse or like try to collapse cover th- those three scorers? Like if KD draws two and then he dishes it to Kyrie, who then dishes in a one-on-one recovery type situation. Y'all got to swarm him. Are you going to really... Is everybody right, going to really leave Harden? Are you get the double team when somebody's driving? What are you going to do? Leave James Harden or Kyrie Irving open on the wing so they could just freely make a fucking shot? It's crazy, bro. Or freely get a, a fucking three-point play to the lane or a wide-open three to Joe Harris. I mean, a fucking flob to the lane to DJ. Like, that team is just so dangerous right now. They like, still got Spence, too. And they still got Spence, yeah. Then what he, well, he, he got the ACL territory, right? Oh, did he? Jesus. Yeah, I think he hurt his ACL or something like that. So I think he, I mean, he's going to come back next season. Right. Shout out Spencer Dinwiddie. But, like, yeah, when they get him back, bro, oh, my goodness, man. Talk about six-man. Like, they, he's he could be, like, a six-man the same way Karis was. Yeah. Uh, like, they don't even really need a six-man. You're right, though, because of their three-headed man, three headed monster. The way they can stagger those minutes, uh, starting crazy. all three, letting one of them or two of them rest, then allowing two of them to play at a certain time. And then, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to be pretty much where at all sure times of the like- game, you have an elite scorer playmaker in the game. And I'm sure, like, the biggest thing definitely for Harden is, holy shit, like, I don't I don't have to play crazy minutes, you know? Like, I can still do those things. Like, the team is not looking to me the entire time to generate everything. That must be such a relieving feeling off your shoulders to be like, holy shit, I can, mm-hmm. I could, <laughs> I can relax now. I could just relax. Like, what? Like, you, you really just look at his, like, situation. Like, I mean, I... I honestly think this can only be rival to the situation he had with Chris Paul because it was a, a similar offense where yeah. both um, it didn't matter whether it was Harden on the floor or Chris Paul was on the floor. You knew your offense was about to be like running at 100 percent offensively. Like and that's pretty much what's going to happen here. Like, yeah. All right. James Harden is the ultimate playmaker. Kyrie Irving can play make enough with somebody like a Kevin Durant on the floor with him or a Joe Harris. Like when he has those type of options he can be a dangerous threat. So, like, I just feel like they have 
like enough options to make themselves. They can give themselves a puncher's chin in any game because they can score that well. And yeah, Harden I, likes I to push to the pace too, like in transition. So this is gonna be a lot of transition buckets. Oh man, they're gonna be kill, they're gonna be killing the league, bro. Yeah, I can't wait. That's gonna be ridiculous. But yeah. so going into that, now we look at uh, straight up, like I guess now we could just go into it. Kyrie Irving and the entire situation surrounding him in the sense that, all right, now we have this team. And prior to that, we've seen all this controversy with, you know, him not showing up at games. And I, I looked at it as like completely unfounded. Like I understand, you know, but it just, it never had like the good connotation of, you know, how people were criticizing him. And I'm like, you know, it's not like <laughs> conversely, like, James Harden, who was just going to the clubs or whatever, like this dude's trying to do activism work on the side. And like, I always looked at it like none of that shit really matters if you go to the finals. Straight up, I- I honestly, you go to the finals mm. and win the chip, like, do it really matter? Are you going to sit there and complain? Like, I'm sure people did the same shit to Rodman in the 90s. I was like, oh, he's doing all this crazy stuff. But guess what? When they went to the finals and they won the finals, nobody said a damn thing. Nobody said a fucking thing. So, I'm sure that now that you got those two, like, is it really going to matter if Kyrie's not as present as that? And if he's okay with taking the fine, like, and again, like he's, he's out there trying to do activism work. That's what we want out of players. Right. Like, yeah, he's He's doing the right thing. Yeah. He's doing the right thing. Well, it's crazy. Actually. You're right. Like the whole situation, man, when you take a step back and even me, like, you know, like I'm unfortunately subject to that stuff sometimes too. Like, I don't want to say, in an aggressive, over-aggressive note, but, like, you know, you start to fall subject to the, yo, why is he so weird? And what the fuck is wrong? He's a weird-ass dude. Right. Like, you should, like, like, really, like, consider why are people calling Kyrie weird because he wants to not play basketball and do social justice? Right, like, because suddenly, holy shit, basketball's not his entire life. Maybe he had an awakening like the rest of us did and was like, wow, like, I can be more than basketball. I could use my platform to try to do something. Isn't that what we've been asking players this whole That's time? That's all we've been asking. That's all we've been be asking. Like, put your money where your mouth is, you do this and the third. Mm-hmm. So and remember when they tried to call him like a disruptor back when um, they were trying to figure out the bubble situation and he was like, yo, I'll give all this shit up. If we not playing, all right, like then I'm going to be on the on the streets. I'm going to be doing the grass works, uh, grassroots type of work. And that's what he's decided to do now with his runs. He's like, I'll take that penalty for me as I could do X, Y, and Z, you know, and he's doing it without, uh, you know, recognition. He's, he's not being all up in your face about it, buying a home for George Floyd's family. He didn't want no press for that. Steven Jackson was the one that said something, but you know, you got all these and it's crazy. You got all these people, you know, he's a diva. He's this, but he's doing the right thing. It's clearly not about him. It's about, he wants to do these things to, you know, put himself in a better world. So I, I can't really fault him. And at the same time, right, like you said, you know, it's somebody that's saying it's bigger than basketball and saying, like, I can do th- how we were making our discussions about being more than your job. Maybe he's going through the same thing and saying, I'm more than just being on the court dribbling a basketball. I can be an activist. I can do X, Y, and Z. So... Yeah, no, and I just feel like everybody has to respect that, you know. Like, you do have to respect that as a person, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you're not even putting, you're not putting up money up. Nobody's actually out there in the streets. You're not even really doing nothing to even rival something like that. You know, you you got to respect it. And I think that's why the Nets, at the end of the day, maybe they're more logical than everybody else. That's why they're very lenient to it. Like, yo, if this dude is out here doing the right thing, all right, so who the fuck what? all right. Like, 
COVID aside, I mean, he he celebrated his sister's birthday. Like, motherfuckers is losing their sisters every day due to COVID, unfortunately. Like, let the motherfuckers celebrate. He That's how he wants to do it. If they all got COVID, they all got COVID now. You know, I you know, and, and I mean, I know that's another conversation in itself. I've been talking to Wifey about that a lot more. Like, mm-hmm. just the whole notion of, like, you know, and I and, and I, don't, I guess, you know, that's, that'll be a great uh, uh, sidebar conversation that we can kind of segue into in a second. But just like George Hill and you just think about the people who are fed up with COVID now, like, you know, it, it is immature. I'm not going to sit here and act like that shit ain't immature. Like that, all that shit is, is, is very immature. Like, but if they're doing it like for the right reasons, like I like, and they're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not in the club with Bow Wow in Atlanta or some shit. Like that's different. Like to me, I don't know. Really packing in the clubs to go (laughs) fucking see Shad Moss in 2021. That's who I want to know. If he was in the club for that shit, seek help. COVID aside, in no way in hell, I'm like, yo, (laughs) Bow Wow's playing. I need to be in the club. I need to be in the club with for Shad Moss in 2021. (laughs) Yo, imagine dying from COVID in 2021. Shad Moss. Moss? Are you crazy? Come on. That's how you're going man. out? That's going, that's down bad. That's down terrible. That's down awful, bro. Oh my well, God. Right. Like you said, the George Hill shit. Like, and, and it's right. And I totally understand this point in the sense of like, listen, if you're going to be that serious and I can't see my own family, then maybe we shouldn't fucking play. Like, if you're going to be that way and, you know, it's already, that's why guys elected not to do the bubble because I, I can't imagine trying to be isolated away from your family, can't do all of this shit for what? Entertainment? And the paycheck, they're getting paid millions of dollars. And if they're willing to concede those millions or however much they would make that year in order to stay with their families, then they mm. clearly are okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, and you look now, that stuff gets exacerbated. The Wizards, seven players now tested positive on the team. Like, crazy. And we were, we were concerned with how the NBA is going to handle it. And it looks like they're honestly just like, all right, we'll go quarantine and then come back whenever. And it's like, you don't have to come up with a solution because right now it's just you know, lesser players. And I don't mean to say that, but like not star power players. Like what mm-hmm. happens when, if or when star power players get COVID and they have to continue to miss games or something happens? Like Carl Anthony Towns got COVID, yeah. you know? And I can't imagine what his family must be going through after all the death he experienced due to COVID in his own family. And now yeah. has to make sure and, you know, make sure like I- I'm putting my sister and my father through this again after he lost his own mother to deal with that. And now what do you do after, you know, in his position? I got to go back and play and hope I don't get it again. You know, and it's just, you know, like, are we looking at this like come time? Like, is this the right solution? Like, what is, you know, because we we praise the NBA for some of the things it's done. But right now, like, I got to critique and say, like, you know, they were all up in arms about making the right protocols and saying, oh, we stand with our players. But some of your players are seeing very truthful shit and seeming very distressed in the way that like you know your protocols don't seem to be you know they seem to be iffy working out in the way that maybe they hoped and you know right now it's it seems like you know players are going to continue to play but like what's what's the end result what does it look like at the end of this like do we say that's successful if you still contract if players are still contracting like you didn't really you know yeah you added personnel to the team to be like you know we're going to do testing every day, but you're you're still moving around. You're still moving around the country. People are still traveling. And now, like we said, we, we got this new strain, this UK strain. Uh, that's like 60% ease, more easily transmittable. 
it spreads mm. faster, lasts longer in the air. Like this shit is insane. So it's, this shit is nuts, bro. Yo, no, nah, you're entirely right. Like when they deserve their praise, they deserve their praise. When they deserve their critique, they definitely deserve their critique. They're acting like the NFL to some degree. I wouldn't say as nonchalant, but definitely, um, like you know, they they don't. I don't want to say they don't have a respect for COVID, but I I don't think they respected it as an, enough as they should have. Because like when you look at let's say like what they did with the bubble, I thought they were just essentially going to go ahead and create mini bubbles. Now they didn't do a mini bubbles. They've done like mini series, I, I believe, is what they've kind of established. Where like essentially teams are traveling to one side of the country, if you notice, and they're playing the same teams like mm. two times at a time, or like maybe certain yeah, teams in the same state. Travel. Like, yeah, they're limited travel. So, you know, if you travel to like Texas, you're going to play San Antonio, Houston, and um, Dallas like yeah. six times, like between them three teams in the next like two to three weeks. Like that's how you're going to get it done. Instead of like, okay, we're playing here and then, okay, Dallas is traveling there next week and then you're traveling there. Limiting the travel. And, you know, I respect that, but I feel like it needed to also be that one step forward. Why don't you just... Like, yo, you have conferences. Like, yo, how about just play the season to some degree? Or if you, like, I think, what is it, 72 games? If Like, if I need to remember uh, correctly, I think you have the two uh, conferences. And then, what is it? Is it two or four divisions within every conference? I don't remember. But if you have, I think it's like four divisions, right? Yeah. Sometimes it might be, let's see. I think it's four, actually. Yeah, like Northwest, uh, Pacific. Um, Southwest, Southwest, yeah. There's a few. There's a few divisions. I know that for sure. So at yeah, least I would imagine or eight or six or something like that. Yeah. So if you if you just divvied it up into like okay, you had the eight divisions, and between the divisions, I think there's like six teams usually to a division. Those six teams, you can play out like a good like twenty five percent of the schedule between the six teams in a bubble like environment where you're testing those players every single day. You know. And I mean, I don't know, like, if you want to do something where, like, like you might have to radically de- de- redesign how the NBA season goes. Like, just because we're going through something that is radically changing how we live and how we conduct business. Yeah. Like, you can't just act like it's not existing. And, and I think that's ultimately my point on that regard. Like, as you you know, yeah, I can kind of sit here and I can speculate, all right, what they could do, you could do the, the smaller bubbles and and this side in the 30 play X, Y, and Z amount of games, test the negative, and then this team goes on to another. You, you switch divisions, and every division goes to another thing, and then eventually gets to the playoffs. Yada, yada, yada. But, like, like realistically, all we know is that there should have been smaller bubble style where you know you just had people test the negative, and everybody in that facility was negative all the time. Like, you know, and y'all did everything to essentially just prevent transmission. Like, y'all need um, small, miniature environments of that nature. Some, Something, just yeah. the fact that it seems like, you know, and I, I can't say what the logistics are like, but you have to, I don't know, build in some type of flexibility. It just seems yeah. like there's, this is our plan. Game. Yeah, and we can't really, like, move it. Like, at most, you get the games have been postponed to whenever, but, like, that still doesn't rectify the situation. That mm-hmm. doesn't stop transmission. That just means the game's going to be played at a later date. Like, you have to make that up. And it's just clear, like, of course, we're going to critique to an extent, but this is very clear, like, again, it's entertainment, it's money, it's a business. And as much as we might think that they're progressive to an extent, that's the bottom line, that it's going to be, how can we not fuck up the money? Or how can we still make the money? And Mm -hmm. 
sometimes that pursuit of whatever the money is is going to be at the expense of whoever's involved. And it's like, you know, they might say they side with the players, but, you know, the players are what bring in that money. And if at any point in time they're, they all collectively decide to be like, you know what, we've had a fuck enough, then the NBA is going to be in some shit. So do better, mm-hmm. NBA. Do better right. league. Adam Silver. Um, on to the next. <laughs> we just, I don't even know if I need to say I'm sure you've all checked in at what the hell went down at the Capitol building January 6th, 12 days ago. I'm not even going to say, yeah, it was white supremacists, but basically Trump supporters at large stormed a federal building. Thousands of people stormed a federal building for a failed coup attempt. It was an insurrection, but it was also a failed coup attempt that people were being uh, shown the floor plans of the Capitol building a day prior. They, the FBI literally had is, is arresting people. The FBI right. had to call in their corrupt officials department because there's it's ve- it's they're they're tracing the fact that d- there is sitting Congress members that uh, it looks like have bust in some of these people. So we're having sitting members of Congress who have participated in an insurrection and basically were trying to fund a failed coup. That's crazy. To the point where Trump got suspended off of Twitter. Damn, that shit is nutty. We literally had a president encourage a failed coup. Because let's let's be blunt here. That's exactly what happened. They did not come in on a protest. They did not come in to, to, you know for their voices to be heard. They came in to presumably kill some members of Congress. They came in to take some hostages and they came in to stay in there. Yeah. Nah, they honestly <laughs> came in to like try and like truly prove they, some type of crazy point. They wanted to straight yeah. up disrupt an entire thing and be like, we're not letting any of this go until, you know, By Joe you Biden guys. is no president. Because yeah. in their minds, they believe that this election and Trump is 100% complicit and they are members of sitting government that have participated in the disinformation and saying that this uh him uh, joe biden was uh, illegally became president because these votes were fraud it was voter fraud and the entire system's rigged against trump and it's crazy that this disinformation that we've all been screaming about has literally resulted in a failed coup and the last thing i will say is that historically the only thing that follows a failed coup attempt is a successful coup attempt. True. So not to, you know, get people all frantic and in a penzi, uh, I mean, frantic and in a penzi, panicked and in a frenzy on coming <laughs> on the 20th for the inauguration. But listen, after failed coup attempts historically are usually successful coup attempts. And yes, we're seeing the FBI arrest hundreds of people, but thousands of people were there. So thousands of people got to go home after participating in a failed coup attempt like nothing ever happened. Shit is crazy. Yeah, and I honestly, it's like I honestly don't have too much to add because I feel like you covered a lot of it. It's just like when you like just start to sit back and actually just think about what's going on. Like, and you know, you just digest of everything you just said. Like, it's just a really scary moment in the country because you're right. Like, you really don't know what to expect next. Like, like thousands of people tried to do some crazy, unimaginable shit, some shit that you only read about in the movies that happened in certain countries and centuries and, you know, centuries, hundreds of years ago and like different time period, a period that doesn't seem like it really existed to us. Like, like to see that 
actually attempt to have happened in states is pretty um it it doesn't hit. It's crazy. And I you know what it's so weird? It's the problem with the modern era, shock value and the way things are supposed to register. They don't so register the right way. It doesn't, it doesn't even it's it's just not there. Like so much other crazy shit happened. That it's like just another day. Like, damn. Damn, it's another coup. day, a failed coup. Another day. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like, wow, holy shit. Let's just Let's just tweet about it. Yo, yo, motherfuckers is having a great time on Twitter. Bro, we got PTSD. There's no way we should all be reacting this chill about people wanting to literally kill members of the city government. Bro, they said, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said they went to the chief of staff in Ayanna Presley's room, her panic room, bro, and they found the buttons to call Capitol Police ripped out. What? That what? shit was planned. That shit was not not planned. They had people who were ushering these people the day before talking about this is here, this is here. Did you did you see that video? It was Shorty in a pink beanie talking about, oh, through this wall is another room here. And when you come out, it's a left and to the right. Like what? these people nah, knew I'm gonna have what to the find fuck that. they were doing. This was 100 percent planned. What? That's crazy. They were just, on Facebook, that parlor shit. Parlor, which is basically white supremacist Twitter. Mm-hmm. That shit. They were planning that. And they were just kept, they just saw a whole bunch of things about January 6th. Oh, they should be afraid come January 6th. These people were 100% planning this. Trump, his son, all of these people were 100% knew about this. And they backed this. They have sitting members of Congress. I can't remember off the top of my names talking about, yo, they have the money. They're tracing the money routes that people were busing these people in. Like sitting members of Congress were literally paying for these people to come to D.C. Like we are literally sitting here like, yo, Republicans were 100% on board. Like, yo, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're eating the big lie. Like we are, we about to pull off this coup to top. <laughs> like yeah. this is some shit. Right. Like you say, you hear thinking. 1950-something Russia, Cold War shit. Fucking you know, Vladimir Putin type shit. Like, you throwing motherfuckers in the ghoul. Like, this is happening. Yeah, like, you, you don't think, like, <laughs> like, yeah, you just really don't think this shit is really going to happen. But it's just scary. Like, at this point, I'm just, like, I, I really don't even know what to expect. Because you're right. Like, so many people got to go home. I'm finding out so many information. I was hearing that they, they was planning on giving Nancy Pelosi's laptop to Russia. I was reading Ronnie, some shit about that. Ronnie pointed her shit, grabbed the hard drive, and was getting ready to give that information. It's a rush. And the, best, and the crazy, be- and the not the best part, but the best part is these people are getting to go home. And even the people that did get arrested, not by the FBI, but some people that got arrested by uh, DC police were just told you're banned from DC. That your 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 charges were um, you were out past your curfew. Not to say that Trump didn't put an order in. Uh, not sign a law in that said if you breach a federal building, that's an automatic 10 years in prison. And these people are walking free. Mm-hmm. But the crazy part and the best part is that five Capitol Police members died. Crazy. And bro. none of these people are going to see jail time. This and is amazing. You know what I'm about to say? If it was you or me, it would be over. We'd be in a We'd be in the electric chair. Guns would be out. They would have started shooting. These people were beating cops up. Not a bullet fired, except for the one lady who got shot because Secret Service was like, I don't play that shit. Yeah, get the fuck out of this window. Get out of this corridor. You sorry for Shorty who breached a federal building? Are you fucking crazy? You, (laughs) You can't do that. In the movies, 
In the movies, you see somebody tries to do that shit. They drive the car. If it looks like the car is moving too fast, they already shoot in that fucking car. Before that shit even, like, is in, like, within 50 yards, they just start lighting. <laughs> They're not even asking you to slow down. They're just like, go ahead, go and do it. Yeah. Somebody pulled up an article. This black woman, her, her, her daughter was hurt or having, like, an asthma attack or something, and she's pulling up to Capitol Police, and she got shot. Because, yeah, they because shot her in 2013. And trying to ask. Can you help? And they shot her, no question. But you got thousands of people walking up five Capitol Police mm-hmm. and no bullets. None of these people got shot. They were throwing fire extinguishers at them. They were beating them with Blue Lives Matter flags. The irony of <laughs> these motherfuckers is beating people up, beating cops up with Blue Lives Matter flags. And remember when we were all saying, they don't really give a shit about the cops. It's about silencing us. Mm-hmm. People, it, people thought you was people thought you was crazy saying that. People Holy thought you was making shit up. Black people just mad to be mad. They don't know who to be mad at. They're just saying it, whatever. But we don't ever get our credit when we're right in the end, though. It's just oh, it's crickets. All the MAGA Trump supporters, crickets on this. Crickets. crickets. None of them were saying a thing. What the fuck is this? This is like Man. this is. I can't even process that shit. Honestly, like that is so crazy that we we witnessed that shit. Like, that we just straight witnessed this whole thing. And, like, if this was another country, people's dying. They're getting, in, you know, assassinated off the black books. These mm-hmm. people going home. And guess what? These people, they finding out ex-military, police officers from other states going okay. home, continuing mm-hmm. to be police officers in other states. Like, that shit is nuts. these are right. people that we might know. These are people walking around the streets that said, yo... That I, I I am now indoctrinated with this false belief that this president was illegally voted, and I'm about to go and storm a Capitol federal building for this shit. And hey, I'm gonna yo. go home to my family. And, was, my family. and all of them was shaving their heads and, and fucking getting beard, cutting their beards off, thinking like it was gonna do anything to their image. They did that shit with no masks. Yo, idiots. Spreading COVID too. Spreading COVID. I wonder how many of them has died, like, or getting sick or hospitalized. Like, oh, man. And then you still, and then you still got people talking about, you got you to reach over the aisle, talk with these people, you know, talk with the, the, talk to the Republicans. We need to have bipartisan. I just saw the stats today talking about 20, only 20 to 25% of Republicans actually believe that Biden was legally voted in. That's so that's nuts. 80 to 75% of Republicans believing that he was illegally voted. There's that's no not, talking yeah. this shit out. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't talk that. Been... You can't talk to the people like that. Like that. If they really don't believe it, nah. So Bro, if these people, if the Secret Service and whoever's in charge of you know guarding that house chamber did not do their jobs, I guarantee you Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Would have been strung up outside. She, we, we would have been sitting there looking at hanged Congress people, black and brown hanged Congress members, shot Congress members, mm-hmm. hostages. Who knows what happened to these people? Like that's what? what people not understanding. Yeah, the fact that it didn't happen. Ha ha, that's crazy. They almost did that shit. But it's crazy how close they were, how much help they had. There was it's- no cops inside. You had cops. Just standing by, standing there. But like I said, if it was you or me up in that shit, they would have been laying loose. They would have been busting those loose. You saw that excuse. Oh, you know, they were outnumbered. What were they going to do? Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> y'all would have did the what same we shit they would have done. Like if it, well, if it was black people there, y'all would have been letting that clip fly, son, emptying them quick. Y'all you wouldn't even ask a firing squad. Yep, it would have been a firing squad, man. Stop it. So here oh, we are man. in 2021, already starting year off with the craziest shit. Like this is historic in a terrible yeah. way. You know, in a terrible way. It's one of those things that you you don't want to have happen that unfortunately happened and like you know one day you're gonna have to explain this to just the next generation like you know what i'm saying whether it's your kids or like you know somebody else's kids you're gonna have to tell them what happened and like the fact that this shit is still going on like that shit still bothers me this the most that like damn still fighting against racist ass motherfuckers was gonna come to a head everybody kept warning like yo like this is why he couldn't be president you have to silence you got to get him off twitter and it took a fucking failed coup attempt for Twitter to be like, okay, we'll shut his shit down. Like, mm-hmm. people almost died. Sitting mm-hmm. Congress, people almost died because this man was like, yo, it's it's coup time. I'm about to do the dictatorship for real, for real. Yeah, he was really, That's you really do know that he was hoping in that, like, they all died in the fucking coup attempt. And, Just, oh, I mean, this was a great tragedy. Oh, now they, I'm going to be president forever because this country's so unstable. I, look at that. Yeah, I have to be president for the next four years at least. And, and then all, all of a sudden he does an eight-year turn and he never wants to leave. That's what the dude was trying to do, if we're being honest. And I can't wait, man. We got to get him up out of there on the 20th because I swear, Because it's still, like, that's the crazy part. Like, I'm still nervous because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen on the 20th. Because he, like, he said he's not going to show up. Didn't he say he's not going they to the end? he's not going to show up, but, the you know, his those people, his supporters keeps talking about the 20th. And I'm like, yo, like, failed coups only follow successful coups. Like, it don't matter the measure of, uh, you're like, it's a difference if, you know, you it's a it's a group of extremists. Like these people are embedded in law enforcement agencies. Like they're white. They were all coordinating. Like how are you supposed to say, yeah, let's increase security? I just saw today talking about, oh yeah, um, uh, two hundred members of the NYPD volunteered to help out with de- details. How many of those motherfuckers are Trump supporters? And mm-hmm. if at any point in time participated in the gathering of that coup, that if at any point in time it's like, yo, it's popping off, turn around and start shooting, mm-hmm. like. it's still still up in the air like the security concerns when it's at these levels this is why people have been screaming about this shit for years because it's crazy like you can't it's it's like a fucking conspiracy spy movie like at any point in time yo you don't know who's a secret agent and that's (laughs) what we got to deal with that when you're talking about people in law enforcement these agencies sitting members of congress in the government supporting that shit they're fascists like you got representatives Talking about, nah, that shit was illegal. Like, you're just spreading this misinformation because you're straight up, like, saying, nah. And, like, people are not understanding, like, the precedent. And I don't mean to go crazy talking about this shit. No, nah, like, you're spitting facts, though. Like, this is shit that people need to understand. The precedent that it sets is that from now on out, if any Democratic president or any Democratic, like, candidate is voted president, they're 100% never going to believe that that was legal. Mm, pretty much like that makes any democratic like this this doesn't just stop here like if there's another democratic president afterward they're gonna say the same shit mm-hmm. like it just it's never gonna end like they now feel emboldened that they could do this shit like people don't understand like you you it doesn't just turn on on a switch like that like this is years building towards it like this is this is that point that like in history books when they're like well this is this is where it went off the fucking deep end <laughs> mm-hmm. This is this is right now. 
Yeah, like pretty this much. is right now. That's got, it's crazy. We got this motherfucker that was able to get in the house and convince a bunch of people to believe his lies, and like from that point in time on, they just never like got off his Kool Aid. Never, never got, got off the Kool Aid, and now are just participating in this shit to the point they're just like there is no now like oh I'm a Republican but I don't support Trump, but the people you supporting that didn't vote for Trump is supporting Trump. So now. The same thing when we said, yo, if you earlier when we were like, yo, if you're a Trump supporter, we don't fuck with you. Now, if you were, I already said, if you were a Republican, I don't fuck with you. I don't want to hear nothing because your entire party just, just said, nah, we doing, we doing the coup. Like mm-hmm. your whole party said we about to hit the fascist button. That's crazy. Nah, that shit is just worried not. about in fucking high school talking about New World Order. These motherfuckers is trying that shit right They now. really tried that shit, so. It's crazy. It's just like, yo, like, imagine that Donald Trump. Who would have thought, like, like that these, <laughs> Donald Trump would be at the head of any of this stuff that is, like, attempting to be done right now? Right. Like, what? It's right. Donald Trump, the dude from The Fucking Apprentice, the dude that we used to just like, yo, that's that fucking guy. He got the buildings, like, whatever. Yeah. He's a fat ass piece of shit. We're just making jokes, is literally responsible for a failed coup attempt. Like, that's. That's crazy that we're sitting there. And, like, it's only, guess what? Like, if, if there's another Republican president and he doesn't even have to be nearly as bad, if he just does the same shit that Trump's doing, just not as stupidly, it's a fucking wrap. That's mm-hmm. what's crazy. Like, he he basically just showed somebody more sinister the blueprint. The blueprint on how to, like, get in the house. Like, yeah. oh, I'm smarter than this guy. I could do all that shit easily. Mm-hmm. And could do it. And then all of a sudden, we're... That's it. Like, it's game over. It's just crazy that, like, <laughs> I could know, only laugh it off. This it's, is crazy when you think about it. What am I going to do? Like, I can't do nothing. I'm sitting here. But it's just like, I'm, I got to be subjected to this shit. Like, <laughs> like yo, that's how I feel, man. My, my ass is say I be sipping this vino. That's shit. all I'm going to do. I'm going to just smoke my weed because I'm going to complain about it. I can't do nothing. What the fuck you want me to do? Be on my Superman shit, fly to DC. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. not even. They go. They want you to feel Superman now, ho. What Superman? That? So, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. That shit is and, nutty, all, bro. and we still just worried. Yo, all I'm worried about now, yo, give me that stimmy, man. Yo, where my stimmy at, bro? That's what I'm saying, Biden. And then you went from saying, yo, we need two thousand dollar checks to we just giving fourteen. Oh, it's two thousand dollars. Now it's fourteen. Oh, fourteen hundred plus six is two. Like, come on, no, no, no. Do math. Biden say Biden say anything about math? He said he was giving two thousand dollar checks. Checks. If, yes, if you say two thousand dollar checks. Guess what the fuck I'm expecting? A check with two zero 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 dot yeah. zero zero on it. Not no yeah. fucking uh, to fourteen plus six hundred. Yo, this guy's our fucking money, man. Why are you playing it. with us? Just hand it to us. I don't know why they playing with us. Because honestly, like, yo, the only thing it's gonna do is like, I'll tell you this much: if y'all give hey, IRS, uh, NYC tax.gov, yo. <laughs> If y'all give me this money, it's going. I'm gonna stimulate the economy. You feel I'm me? Stimulate this shit. My stimmy hurt. <laughs> my stimmy hurt. Like that's that's how I'm. A, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how to use that stimmy, make that stimmy work. You feel me? Like so, yo, catching on YouTube, like yo, I'm about to turn fourteen hundred to forty eight hundred. Yeah, like yo, I'm about to I don't turn understand. that stimmy straight up into carbon. Give us some money, cause guess what? I'm gonna spend that shit. It's gonna it's gonna go right back. Like yeah, and then oh. 
well, I don't need it. Okay, so you're telling me if you just didn't suddenly, let's say they gave us $2,000 for every month that we should have had that shit. What, that's eight grand, 10 grand? Guess what I'm yeah. going to do? I'm a, I'll buy a fucking car, bro. Like, you're yeah. telling me, what are you going to do? Like, if you suddenly got another $10,000, I'm sure you're going to spend yeah. that. Shit, nah, bro. That detailing business is starting today. If <laughs> I get that today. You give me that $10,000 investment, bro, I might fucking go start that motherfucker today. Like, that's crazy. Excuse me. L- like, LLC to the... Nah, I mean, I don't... I would I'd hustle it backwards if you take the 2000 Just give me the 600 You hustle it backwards, bro, because if you would have got the 10000 <laughs> your dumbass business started today. Your fucking little LLC would start today. Exactly. Just give us the fucking money. Just give us the you know? money, son. One-time payout, bro, just for the duration of the pandemic. I'd be cool, man. Or, like, or, or, or at least because... Here's the thing with what Biden is actually proposing. Is it just going to be a one-time payment of 1400 or is he going to give us more car- Like I like- hear the $2,000 is supposed to be like what they were trying to accomplish or like before his presidency. I don't know if it's now going to be once he's actually president, it will be like a recurring $2,000 something after. Because, yeah, once he's in, then that means they'll have yeah. control of Senate House and all that, and maybe they could pass that. If they do that, then... Thank you. Let's let's get the fucking money going because I'm gonna spend that, that shit right back. That would be a game changer, son. Yo, he starts lacing everybody's pocket with money. Yo, I don't even understand. Like, I mean, well, with the money that we pay, well, that's our tax money. It's our money. If they start lacing us with our money, yo, son, I'm telling I mean, you, bro. I don't understand why are people gonna go. Uh, don't give people money. What? You don't want yeah. money? That's like, you have to. <laughs> like, like I'm not then, going to use that shit and I mean even even though it doesn't matter what I go use it because as long as it's going back into the economy that's all that matters it's not that's like all that matters it's not like I'm going to like I, I don't know like it, it's not going to like my drug dealer I don't know like I don't know how else to put it what I'll do expect, even if it goes to your drug even dealer, if it does what? that's the economy I'm though. gonna spend that money to get food to, to do it to get, get his clothes car, his car his yeah yeah that's I'll pay his rent that's a that fact. It don't matter where go. It. Even if you don't spend all of it, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dude, imagine a, a ten thousand dollars going to three hundred and twenty-five million dollars, three hundred twenty-five million people, and they all spend what? Let's say a thousand dollars of that. Three hundred twenty-five million practically times like a thousand. That's just made hell of bread. That's stimulating. That's going right back into that shit. And if you already can live off of the money that you're making now when you do that, you're going to buy yourself something nice. Because yeah. guess what? It's been a hard year. I deserve something nice. Most most people have been treating themselves. They've been using the stimulus to treat themselves with something treat nice. Because, like, you're, you're right. Like, not everybody is, like, you know, thankfully, like, most people aren't in a position where it's, like, yo, beyond, like, fucking recoverable means where, like, you know, the Rona really has them in a position where they're down and out. Like the yeah. stimulus, like imagine really only getting whatever the stimulus has provided and really not being able to like pay rent right now. Like most motherfuckers, I know they have the eviction like halts and things like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, the moratorium. But, so that like yeah. you can't be evicted for it. Or like, like you, come you on. can't like remove you from the crib. Like, but, like come on, but like food and shit, like and things like that. Like come on, son. Like Rich people think poor people are the same and it's rich people just stock their money. They don't ever spend because guess what? You probably already have everything you've They have too wanted. much money, yeah. Too much you money. You can't spend it anymore, but guess what? Regular people like us, we got shit to buy. Like, 
It's not mm-hmm. like we get it. And it's like, well, I'm never going to buy anything again. No, I have to buy something. If it's food, if it's my rent, if it's bills, if it's, hey, listen, I'm uh, my computer screen broke. I'm going to get a new one. Like some way that money's going to come back and y'all going to be thanking us again. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Just... Or if I got it already, if I got good money, I'm going to buy myself something nice. Guess what? That's a brand new guitar because I want a new guitar. Mm -hmm. Give me that money. I'm going to simulate that with a brand new guitar. It's a fact, Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm telling you right now, Biden, fuck around, give me this money. telling you, the only thing it's going to do is going to go to the crib or it's going to go to the whip, man. And those things, hey, that's, that's my business now. To me, hey, how my car looks, to me, it's going to be able to showcase my detailing ability mm-hmm. and my house renovations. It's all going to be in the in the, uh, the the good eye of or in the, just the good hope of launching true detailing. So Biden, hey, stim- stimulize me, brother. Stimulize these products. <laughs> stimulize. <laughs> stimulize me. You realize this? Stimulize this. You hear me? Stimulize. Stimulize. Realize. Real eyes, realize stimuli. Stimulize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what that stimulus money's gonna be? That Costa Rica trip, but we fly oh. in first class. Facts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yo, no, we need that. With the champagne. Like, yes, more please. Just need that. Yo, private jet on some shit. Like COVID disaffected private jet out to the fucking coast. I'm gonna be on the fucking uh, uh in the Jordan's tracksuit, the sweatsuit on that plane. Oh fucking ri- <laughs> I'm a fucking ride and fucking rent a fucking plane, one of the ones you fly with like four people. <laughs> Just got the big fucking I'm a <laughs> Like <laughs> with the glasses and shit. This is Black Eagle Four requesting permission to <laughs> to live. Yo, it's crazy. I don't know how. Yo, one time I found myself in one of those like YouTube wormholes, and I found myself watching a guy that like essentially has a channel where he does that. He travels around the world with his own yeah. plane, and like dog, he yo he flew from I think like America to fucking Russia, son. And like yo, son, that's a like, long fucking. It was a long journey, yeah, bro. But when he, like, was radioing in and, like, trying to, like, communicate with them, first off, they were speaking Russian, and it was like, hello. Is, you know how they, they fucking go. They go crazy. It was like, hello. Hello, please go ahead and stitch your business in Moscow. Or, like, so, you know, some shit. Like, motherfuckers like crazy on them. So this dude lands. And he he pulls up with his plane, and the dude got GoPros all over his plane and shit because like he's an American just vlogging it on YouTube, bro. And then nigga, they were like, "Nah, bro, you yo, can't the do military that. had the ARs and stuff, oh, so they yanking the GoPros off oh, his plane. Shit. Like, yo, the dude had his fucking Sony A7. He was trying to vlog coming off the plane. They just confiscated his fucking camera. They said no. <laughs> they said no filming, no filming. Yo, they, they fucking was about to show his ass in the gulag. He's about Dog. to real life war zone, bro. Real shit, son. Real shit, bro. They took him straight to his hotel. Like he was with like two or three other people, but it's just real shit out there. Like just funny as hell. Like talking about that, like flying to other countries, right? Like, yo, that's the thing. Like flying rules, like aviation rules. That shit ain't just yeah, drive and fly around wherever. <laughs> hell yeah. no. If you're not going to an airport with an airline, fly. yeah, it's no joke. Like that a commercial is. airline, if you're not one right, of you those. You fly around and then land back where you came from. That shit ain't mm-hmm. no, I'm just going to land wherever. Hell no. That's exactly yeah. right. You're going to get questioned. You're going to have mm-hmm. some guns pointing in your face when you land. Or if you don't respond to the radio, you about to be looking at a fucking fighter pilot next to you, getting ready to 
Isn't that crazy how that works, though? Like, yo, you could, like, be driving a car and, like, you know, going state to state. Bro, if you had an aircraft, though, if you enter airspace, you're distracted. Immediately, they know, they see you. They can detect who you are, like, what you're doing. Like, and and they can, like... They're looking at, based on your speed, your angle, your trajectory, like, your possible destination. Then, yo, if it looked like, yo, you're about to fly over a no-fly zone... You're they fucking send some fucking up, jets to intercept you, like, yo, some police state you, like, you know, you're fucking I aerial. I remember, like, the aviation code is, like, dead ass. If you're on the radio and you do not respond, and them fighter jets, after, like, the second response in, like, 90 seconds, They get to destroy it. you. Yeah. <laughs> destroy you. <laughs> destroy you is the correct word. That shit's just getting... Target destroyed. <laughs> getting harrier striked about the sky, like, quick, yeah. man. That shit is crazy, bro. Oh my that's goodness. That's yeah, no, nah, that's that's a dangerous life. <laughs> that is a dangerous life to be living, yo. Honestly. Like I, I honestly had goals, like maybe in and like I was like, yo, maybe I could get like a little small charter plane. And you know why not? Like sl- like take it yeah. to small like Caribbean islands, maybe fly it to Florida, like do smaller trips like that. Try to get like that shut down. And yeah. I don't know, maybe, but like but I don't I think know. Sometimes, like schedule. Yeah, I, or you would have to. Call, I don't know what's the process, but you'd have to be like, "Oh, I'm going to fly at this time." Oh so yeah, yeah, you gotta like fly it and actually like book the reservations plan, to fly yeah. out and to actually be landing in places. And... People don't know that air traffic control shit. That shit is a system. Like that shit ain't no oh, random yeah. planes. They understand exactly how the whole system. So you can't disrupt that for one bit because mm. you could fuck everything up, and that could result in some serious fucking penalties. But yeah, no, nah, right, I would I would totally like to learn how to fly, like to pilot. That would be dope, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That just feels like like be like there's like oh skills you should learn. Like, yeah, you should know how to use tools or drill, but like learning how to fly, like I just feel like that's what shit. Like that's some I don't know, thing. save your life one day. That could save your life, up. yo. Imagine something like yo, you I don't know. Like I watched all those end of the world movies and they just feel like yo, fly to the other side <laughs> of the planet. Fly the plane. And they make it look so easy. It ain't easy at all. Like yeah. that shit is and you might as well be like an engineer because there's just so much shit to worry about. And like, you're basically learning to fly with the instruments. The window mm. is just there for show straight mm. up in the sky. Like at night, they're always talking about pilots being disoriented because at night, you, you can't see anything. There's nothing the there. Yeah. To the, so you have to use your, all your instruments. Mm, that's <laughs> and scary. Like, that's actually terrifying. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, you constantly have to be communicated because if somebody else is flying too, you obviously don't want to make sure you're flying it's another plane. Like I just can't imagine. Yeah, no, nah, that's it's, it's definitely like some crazy shit that I think about. I'm like, man, like I've I've seen it on YouTube. Like you see, like guys that do the GoPro trips or pilots, like the millennial pilots now. Yeah, they a lot of them vlog their flights, so like you'll actually see them video logging it, and it's like, yo, flying in the dark, it is pitch black, man. Like the only thing you can see is the lights on the instruments in front of them, and that's it. Like it's just terrifying, like. I'm scared of shit, yo. If I'm flying over the sea, yo, I'm just expecting to see like a cracking tentacle just come out. Like, like <laughs> another fucking podcast. Audio listeners is probably like, yo, what the fuck, yo? The- watch, watch the YouTube video, man. You see the fucking arm to shoot out into the. <laughs> see that tentacle just come through the clouds. And that's yo, it. just fucking grab the helicopter and shit, just oh, so swinging it. Bermuda Triangle, she just gets sucked up. That's it for you. OD. Crazy. Oh, my God. But shit, I think that's it for us. Mm-hmm. I think we done checked off through everything. It's been a crazy two weeks. I hope, I really hope, 
because this will be the second time in a row after we record and send this fucking episode out. Really hope some crazy shit don't happen again. Please yeah. don't do that. Because shit, like, actually, we're thinking about this. Like, this this is actually going to drop on the 19th, on the 19th, which is the final day Trump is in office. So we're crossing our fingers. Hopefully he don't do... I, I heard he got 100 pardons coming tomorrow. And then yeah, I also I heard... heard no way to yo. Fucking wheezy. Toonchy. Trumpsy. Like, fucking... This, this motherfucker, a little Trumpsy. But this, this dude is about to pardon X, Y, and Z amount of people. And then you still got the 20th inauguration day. The dude saying he's not going to show up. I don't know. It kind of just scares me, bro. Because look, right. I I watch game like when if you watch Game of Thrones, guess who ain't show up, show up to the, to the wedding? To the, yeah. to, oh no, exactly. to the other shit. to and the fucking chapel, and she blew yep. that shit up, bro. Wildfire, real shit, man. What wildfire? So I don't hey, know, yeah. man. Man, hey. yo, you hit somebody. Hey, you showing up? Nah, I ain't gonna be there. I, I ain't like, going. Oh, I I ain't going either. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going either, bro. Once Trump said I wasn't going, he wasn't going. I would have just been like, yo, I ain't going nowhere. I would have been like, yo, we doing this over Zoom, bro. Facts. <laughs> Catch yeah. me inside. Like, I'll just, I don't know. And then they kept talking about how they, if he, if like, they'll have to like forcibly remove him if he doesn't leave. Like, yeah, if yeah, he doesn't we'll, like vacate the White House. Like, yeah. have we'll to, we'll like, see how that goes. Cause that, we'll see again, how that'll be something else unprecedented. And we'll all we'll be on Twitter just like, damn, that's crazy. Imagine seeing Trump get locked up and walked out the house in cuffs. That would be mad funny. Oh, my God. That will probably be top five. Top, no, that will be top one Twitter day of all time. All time. If he come the internet out would break. That, yeah, that would be the greatest. It was already a crazy day, the day he got suspended from Jesus Crazy. So that would be the top one day. But <laughs> anyways, yeah. thank y'all for listening to a crazy episode of the Tusser City Podcast. We love doing it. Thank you guys for rocking with us into 2021. We hope you will be rocking with us into 2022 when it gets around here. Um, I hope everybody has a good week, has had a good week. Um, yeah. And if you feel the same way about the way we do in terms of, you know, just wanting to restructure your year and just finding out what your five year plan is, you know, I, I hope that conversation resonated, makes you think about, you know, that you're more than your job and that you can you can delve and be anything you want to. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're just trying to offer insight, you know, keep it light and breezy sometimes because we know the world's crazy. So hope y'all doing good and we will see y'all in the next one.